welcome to the More Deadly Directors Cut, where we speak with the women-identified directors who are making the horror movies that we love so much. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this episode today. Me too. <laughs> I'm Rachel, your co-host, and joining me is my, it, I mean, honestly, the very best co-host you could ever hope for, Aww. and not to mention friend, Ariel. Hi. <laughs> hey, girl. How have you been? Anything good, good. exciting going on? No, not really. Just okay, normal okay. stuff. I've got my nephew with me this weekend, though, so I'm hoping to do some more horror movie indoctrination. Oh, that's right. You're like slowly trying to turn yeah. him into one of us, one <laughs> of us, one of us. So what are you going to make him watch this weekend? I'm thinking about Urban Legends. Okay. You're giving him yeah. the full 90s treatment. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he really liked I Know What You Did Last Summer. So Okay. So we've kind of found a lane. Yeah, exactly. So okay. I'm going to exploit that until I can get him into darker stuff. <laughs> yeah. How old is your nephew again? He's 16. Oh, he's ready. <laughs> I mean, thinking about the stuff we had seen by 16. Yeah. I mean, yes. Had seen <laughs> too much, probably. Tons of slashery movies, Candyman, all the Hellraiser movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess some of those might be a little awkward with your nephew, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the point is, I think it's 16. You know, I mean, yeah. although maybe that's why we're so messed up. <laughs> so maybe don't listen to me. <laughs> Anyways, it's also Women in Horror Month. So yes. how is Women in Horror Month treating you so far? Good. It's incredible how many women-directed horror movies are coming out yes. this year. Yes. We are spoiled. Mm -hmm. There are so, so many. I can't believe it. What are you most looking forward to that's like coming out this month? One is fresh because basically every horror loving woman we know has been telling us we need to watch that movie. <laughs> like, and like, I don't know, it was like a, a press release that went out on the like lady horror movie fans, <laughs> whatever, you know, conglomerate. It was like, do, 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 do. Fresh is amazing. You got to watch Fresh. Have you seen Fresh? I need to hear what you thought about Fresh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. I know. I need to, I'm going to watch it this weekend, I think. I'm really looking forward to that. And, well, the movie, the one of the I top mean, picks this month yes. we're talking about right now, <laughs> which is Master. But I'm also really looking forward to You're Not My Mother by Kate Dolan, which yeah, comes out. Yeah, that looks like, really good. I think next week is out. Um, And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get to talk to her. And also Night's End. From Jennifer Reader comes that's out this right. month. That's right. I forgot that that comes out this month. Oh, that's so exciting. The 31st. It'll be out on right. Shudder. So those are both two that I'm super, super hyped for. I also um, think Uma is coming out later this month. And that has Sandra Oh in it. And is I'm... that this month? Yeah. Holy crap. I know. Why do I not have <laughs> that on my list? Oh, I think I'm looking at the video on demand. That must be getting a theatrical. But yeah, Uma looks amazing. Yeah. And South by Southwest is next weekend, and so I'm or next week. So I'm super, super excited about a couple of movies that are coming out of that that I'm going to get my eyeballs on. First of which is Deadstream. It's like a husband and wife duo that directed oh, okay. it. That looks really, really good. In fact, I think it's actually on the virtual screening right now, so I might watch it tonight. Nice. And then the other one that looks really, really amazing is one called Slashback, which is I believe about two Native American girls who are fighting back about against an alien invasion. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
awesome. Well, you have to report back when you're done. Oh, you know I will. If you're on the Discord, maybe you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So this is I, I once again. I, I think it's a, another proving to be another exciting year for women horror directors, and we really focus on it a lot this month. And you know, I think a lot of people do versus the rest of the year, but even just this month. There are just killer movies coming out, including the one we're going to be talking about. So let's get into that. What do you say we get into that? Yeah, definitely. Pivot. (laughs) That's what you call a pivot. So speaking of movies that we have been dying to see this month, we got our greedy little eyeballs on an incredible and highly anticipated film. One that we have been tracking pretty much from the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) We are talking about Master, directed by Miriama Diallo, a.k.a. the director of Hair Wolf, which if you have not listened to that episode, you should definitely go back and listen to our thoughts on that, which are glowing. So we were super, super excited to talk with the director today. And it's one of those situations where, once again, she's amazing. I she's know. awesome. She's warm. <laughs> she's brilliant and inspiring. I don't know. I had a great time. What about what did you think about our interview, Yeah, Ariel? me too. Yeah, I just I love always love to hear how they think about things. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most exciting things about interviewing them is understanding like what went into all the decisions that they made. Definitely. And it's also so fun, honestly, to fangirl out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Which we, I we definitely did do. That. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's very busy right now, obviously, doing all the press around this film. It's a big release for Amazon. So we didn't get as much time with her as we typically do. Still super grateful for the time we got to. And even in that short amount of time, we were able to get into some really fun topics. We covered some background stuff. And like you said, her thought process going to this, which was fascinating. And I think that's truly one of the best parts of speaking with these women is kind of getting we we can guess what they're thinking and we can interpret what they're thinking. But to hear it straight from them is always so much fun. All right. What do you say? Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Without further ado, here is our interview with the amazing Miriam Diallo. Hi, I'm Rachel with More Deadly. And I'm Ariel. It is so exciting to meet you, I have to say. We have been following your career for a while, and this has been a movie that we have been tracking and are so excited to have finally gotten to see. One of the very first things we ever reviewed on our podcast was Hairwolf, and loved it. So good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're my day ones then. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Absolutely. <laughs> and what was so special about it was that it was really funny and it had this great social critique and that it was also like obviously in love with the horror genre. And now we get to see your feature. We get to truly learn your voice. So how are you feeling now that people are getting to see this movie? How is this experience for you? It's, it's incredible. It's just, you know, it's been, this film has been so many years in the making and I'm almost baffled by the fact that, that it's coming out. Um, There were definitely certain points where I would wonder to myself, am I just going to be making this movie forever? (laughs) And I just felt like it feels almost strange to be, to be finished working on it in a sense, but it's, it's amazing. Oh, that's so great. It's so good to hear. And I'm so excited to hear how all the audiences just love it as it comes out. One of the things that we read when we were doing some research about you was that you attended Yale, which of course is an elite, predominantly white university, much like the one that you depict in Master. Can you talk about your experience there and how that kind of informed your film? 
Yeah, you know, it was like, it, it's so interesting, Yale. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's so many things at once. And, you know, on a certain level, um, I'm, you know, great things came out of Yale. I'm, I'm absolutely grateful that I went there. I met my best friends. I met amazing professors who, you know, pushed me and challenged me. Um, but it's a space that I think uh, doesn't quite know itself. Um, and uh, certainly the, the school that, that is marketed to students and then the actual school um, that, you, that you receive and that you live in when you get there, uh, those are two different places. And mm -hmm. that's something that I discovered on the fly, you know, as an 18 year old living away from home for the first time. And, and so, you know, that experience, there, that was a lot of what I wanted to go back into in master and, and look at this way of when you're so young, I, I feel like I didn't think of myself as young at the time, but it's such a vulnerable time. And it's really mm -hmm. so shocking, you know, even, uh, you know, removing my own the racial component of my experience with just, you know, this, uh, this experience of leaving home and, and that first night and you're sleeping in a room with a stranger in this tiny room right. and your parents are gone and you're in this entirely different place. And, you know, it's like, it's so bizarre. You're just like, shoop, you're no longer a child and it's kind of thrown at you really suddenly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like, there's a certain kind of trauma in that, that I think, you know, we, you know, you find your way and, and you get through it and you kind of repress it, but it's, it's also there. So I just, I had to go back to all of those spaces um, and, and bring it back up uh, for the film. Yeah. I think that vulnerability really, really comes through, you know, that, that sense of being alone on this campus, the isolation that kind of is constantly sort of present in this thematically and like literally in many cases is really strong. And I can see how that would be informed by that experience. That's amazing. That's really incredible. So the other thing I love is the visual presentation of this movie. It's beautiful. It's stunning. And I loved the use of red and and you know the references to scarlet letter how it kind of highlights this feeling like you said of isolation and these characters kind of feeling ostracized can you talk a little bit about your use of the symbols in this and why you decided to include them yeah you know um i think that um starting with uh, the color like you were saying color was was so incredibly important to me in this film, like I'm sure basically every other film. But in, in this case, what also felt important is that the film feel very, you know, representative and evocative of, you know, of the kind of space that Ancaster is. And mm -hmm. so for, you know, for most of the film, what that is, is, you know, this really more austere, um, reserved, subdued sort of color palette that's, you know, it's in the grays of the stone or, you know, greens of like a wingback chair and the, and the leaves. And like, you know, if there's a red, it's more of like a, you know, a, a maroon of like, you know, I think of like a, a book uh, spine. But then, like you said, there are these moments of these very lurid, um, you know, very luridly uh, uh, lit, scenes where there's this this strong crimson and and for me i i saw this as you know these kinds of violent interruptions uh yeah. to the yeah. school's polite facade it's sort of like um it, the the true the truth of the institution and of the place 
uh, bubbles up and it kind of, it tears through, um, you know, the veneer that Ancaster has been trying to uphold and maintain. And I love that you also, you know, you're, you drop back to the Scarlet Letter and to that whole theme is this book that, you know, Jasmine is reading in class and she has this assignment, which I think is so beautiful. And I hadn't even necessarily um, done that made that connection myself oh. although i'm going to take credit for it now. <laughs> <laughs> <Have> at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think that that's you know it's like whether i intend to or not i think it's so amazing that you know it's there and i think that i think you know as soon as you said that there's something that felt really true to that and you know the reds are you know the, those colors are they're associated uh exclusively with jasmine which makes even more sense you know that yeah. there's the connection there um mm -hmm. with that book so I love that um and um and and I'm I'm gonna run with that <laughs> yeah please do <laughs> well it's it's very clear I think it came through for both of us and it's just such a beautifully made movie so one of the things we want to talk about because we are a podcast that focuses on women horror directors we are so inspired by all the women directors that we get to research and talk to so we were just wondering if you have any advice for young people out there, young women who want to get into filmmaking, but maybe feel like they don't have the opportunity or that they're not sure how to. Yes, absolutely. I think that my advice, I probably have a few pieces of advice on a practical level. I would, um, I would say that if there is a way to make a short film, that's something that I found to be incredibly important and I guess I should say this yeah for you know aspiring you know directors writer directors that that having having a visual product that um that can you know illuminate a little bit of your sensibility and and your interest and your taste is it is so incredibly important in terms of you know making that professional leap and I you know I really started as a writer, I wanted to be a director as well, but it was screenplays that I would write. And I kind of was hoping to avoid doing a short film because they're often expensive. And sure. it's, you know, it's a legit, for me, I, it was a logistical nightmare. I didn't know where, where I would get a crew, how, you know, how could I afford it? How am I going to do it? And all of that, you know, is complex and complicated, but if you're able to save money or, you know, start a Kickstarter, if you can join, you know, a writer's workshop and start building your community of filmmakers, then, you know, I think that all of these are stats that will allow you to, to make even just the smallest short that, that you can, um, you can have and you can show and you can take out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Harewolf is such a great example of that because there are moments in that movie that are visually emblazoned in my mind, even just the opening shot where you see in the, the wig yes. shot, that one sort of strange vintage head in that window is just so like evocative and so thematically resonant as we move forward into that. It's just, yeah, I think both of those projects, this and that are really, really special. And I'm just really excited to see all the things you do next. So obviously part of the putting out a movie as you're experiencing is you get to ask, you get asked the same questions over and over and over again. We're probably guilty of doing that too, <laughs> but have there been any sort of questions or things that haven't come up that you've hoped someone would ask or that you would hoped you had gotten to talk about, but haven't yet? You know, um, I, I think that um, something that is um, an interesting element of the film that hasn't really come up too much 
um, is the is the attic space in um, in the master's house yeah. uh, that Gail keeps returning to. And, um, you know, I, I call it the maid's room and, you know, there's a, there's a certain sort of spiritual energy that's mm -hmm. up there that I, that I always just like really found fascinating, like a very important uh, part of the film, but it has, it hasn't come up. It hasn't come up too much. I don't know if it's because of, uh, I don't know why, <laughs> but that's yeah. something that's always, that's that, that I love to talk about and think about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't want to talk about end of movie stuff, but there is a line later where she talks about being a maid mm -hmm. and I and it did occur yeah. to me that the the one of the early things she hears when she goes into the house is that ringing of the bell and I was yes. like hmm this feels significant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely so uh, I know that you just wrapped this but it, do you have any idea of what's next for you I do at least at this moment I have this idea that's really exciting to me and it's a horror idea again um I you know there are actually a few ideas but the one that I most immediately want to write is a horror um and I'm really excited you know I've been in the process of um either prepping or developing or shooting master for so long that it's been a really long time since I've written a feature-length script so mm -hmm. going back into that Phase and that process is is really exciting for me. So I I can't wait. That's oh, that's that's awesome. It's been so enjoyable to get to watch you evolve over time through these two films and see how your vision is getting bigger and brighter. We love it so much, and I can't wait to see what you do next. And the fact that you're sticking with genre stuff just makes my heart sing. So that's really <laughs> exciting. Um, uh, no, 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 I was just going to ask if our listeners wanted to follow you online, where can they find you on social media? Can they keep track of what you're doing and when this new one may be coming out in the future? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, my Instagram handle is at Diallo, my last name, Giallo, like the Giallo. <laughs> yes, <film. laughs> maybe. And Argento Reds. Yeah. Yeah. So find me there, D-I-A-L-L-O-G-I-A-L-L-O. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for this time. And congratulations again on master. I hope everybody sees it and that they have the same experience as I had where I cried. And then yep. I woke up this morning, <laughs> still thinking about it <laughs> literally. Yeah. It's definitely uh, one that sticks with you. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for being women in the horror space and for being Harold mm -hmm. fans and for oh, everything. Number one, <laughs> number one fan. Yep. All right. So that was our chat with the amazing Mariama Diallo. I'm sorry, but she is just so cool. I know. I know. How is she any really human is. so cool, Ariel? Uh, I don't know. I really like that we got to do it as a video interview, too. Mm -hmm. We're doing that more often these days. And it was really cool to see her like at home, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I got to know her a little bit better because of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was fun. I I, I love the, <laughs> I, I always love it when I have completely overanalyzed a movie and the directors are like, hadn't thought about that. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I know I'm a tinfoil hatter, but it, it really is becoming clear that maybe I need to dial it back just a little bit just not every single thing means something rachel calm down every time i watch a movie i could be watching beauty and the beast and i'm like hold on let me get out my corkboard and string 
because <laughs> I need to connect all of these these. I cues. mean, sometimes you have really good insight, and occasionally the directors do agree that it's right. So you know, occasionally I always enjoy hearing them. Anyway, <laughs> I always think I've cracked the code, and I'm really just making up my own. <laughs> But it was also very exciting to hear that she is working on another horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always get a little nervous that people are going to leave the genre after they get some success under their belt, you know? Yeah. But it's nice to see she's going to be making something more. I'm so excited. I mean, I think one thing that has become clear, and I, we are going to do a proper review in uh, episode of this film. Don't yes. worry. I'm not totally tipping my hand about everything I was thinking. But I think one of the things that has come out of watching Hairwolf and this is you really do begin to get a picture of what her voice is, what her yes. perspective is, what her worldview is. And like it's fascinating and valuable and important. And I love it. Yeah. I mean, she's with Master. She's starting some really interesting conversations and sort of bringing some stuff to light that I think will be great for people to see. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear what other people think about Master once they get a chance to see it. Yeah, I'm also thinking of when we asked Sheree what she thought of the movie and she was just like, it's going to start some conversations. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. And But I also kind of feel like I thought it was going to be even more confronting. Everything uh, felt incredibly yeah. like I was just like nodding like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure where the I mean, I guess dumb people are going to have dumb things to say, but. Yeah. I mean, and maybe if you're just not aware of some of that stuff, maybe mm. it would feel confronting mm. then, you know, mm. if these aren't conversations you're already having in real life. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk. We also are going to need to talk about <laughs> the the sort of ally professor because it's like, oh, the cringe. And yes. The cringe because I'm also like, oh, God. I Do I ever my, sound like that? I can see myself <laughs> in this character, but also... Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. it's, sure. it's super cringy because I feel the accuracy of that. And it's also a fear, a fear, right? Right. But I think that's what's so good about it. It's mm-hmm. got you thinking about that. You know? Abso- Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Mm-hmm. As much as in the moment, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm also like, but also thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, that was a great interview. We will get way more into our thoughts. I'm sure I'll cringe some more on an upcoming episode where we can really dig into this because we don't want to do it now because it doesn't come out till the 18th. And we want folks to get a chance to get their eyeballs on it before we spoil all the goodness. Yep. So everybody, like I said, at March 18th, Amazon, Master, and let me be clear, you want to see this movie. Don't miss it when it comes out. And thank you again to Mariama for giving us the time to chat it was wonderful it was a wonderful experience thank you for everybody at amazon that helped set that up all right so if you enjoyed our interview you had questions or thoughts please feel free to drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can come chat with us over on the zombie girls facebook page or follow us on instagram and twitter slide into the dms there at cg podcasts plural and if you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight while you're biding time anxiously awaiting the arrival of master on amazon prime you can check out our video on demand and streaming calendar where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on all of those and if you uh want to get some new sweet sweet merch guess what we're in the sweet sweet merch business you may purchase sweet sweet merch 
from us at <laughs> zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. And that's, by the way, G-R-R-L-Z.com. And if you love us and you want to support us and you want some more of this content, you should definitely support us by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombiegirls, where you get extended episodes, you get to join the Discord, you'll get to see our live shows coming up. It's Women in Horror Month, and we have a really exciting special coming yes, do. live on the 26th. So put it on your calendar, join the Patreon. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, so that is it for me, Ariel. Why don't you go ahead and take us out? Thanks, guys, for listening to another installment of More Deadly's Director's Cut. It was so great talking to Mariama Diallo. Thank you so much for speaking with us. And we will see you next time for our review of her movie, Master. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to my co-host and good friend, Ariel, for always teaching me something new. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel. Our theme song for the show is More Deadly by DJ Chardon.